Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Milwaukee, start your engines. It's a new season. It's a new show. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Now, Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union, Wisconsin, along with their friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Centers. They can be found on the web at milwcar.com. And joining me in the Great Midwest Bank Hotline is Tony DeZino from NBC Sports. Welcome to the show, Tony. Hey, Z-Man. What a week. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Uh, currently out in L.A. for the Red Bull GRC finale, and uh, so much to, to get caught up on. But uh, thanks, as always, for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, I was, you know, I, I I just feel bad that we had, uh, you know, that that we turned down that vice president job of IndyCar Communications that they gave the Kurtz. Uh, I know. You know. I mean, uh, I thought I thought you and I had the inside track on. Yeah, that I know. That. I know. I, two yeah. inter two three interviews, and they still didn't hire me. I don't know. You know so. what can we say? It is what it is. You know what I mean. But my inner Juan Montoya. For those for those not for those wondering what we're talking about, Kurt Cavan, longtime uh, 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 columnist and reporter for the Indianapolis Star, was hired by the IndyCar uh, as their vice president of communications, working with uh, Mike Kitchell and who's the other fellow again? Uh, Brian Simpson. There. Brian Simpson. Yeah. On social media. So uh, we wish the best to uh, Kurt Corsell, longtime. Uh, uh, Tony and I have been running with him for quite a few years. Uh, uh, overall, good guy. It's good to see him in that position. And you're out in Los Angeles. I am, yes. Uh, one of the many series we cover on NBC is the Red Bull Global Rally Cross, and they have the uh, doubleheader finale this weekend, Port of L.A. And i got to tell you, Zeman, you've been out here quite a bit for Long Beach in the past. It is weird being in Long Beach in LA in October because it's like this is, you know, there's it's not it's such a different time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're at the port rather than the uh, rather than Shoreline Drive. You have only two divisions rather than the usual five or six you get at Grand Prix weekend. It's very laid back, very different atmosphere and it's the uh, it's an interesting weekend because you do have a lot of IndyCar components. There's like three or four IndyCar teams here. Uh, that also have GRC programs. You know, I've seen Michael Andretti's here, Brian Hurd is here, Jimmy Vassar. You know, they all have these programs, and it's, a, it's an interesting time of year because there's a, no shortage of things that are going on. So, where exactly is that being held at? In uh... so it's held in San Pedro in the, uh, the okay. port of LA. Yeah. So, if you go over the bridge west on on Ocean Boulevard and take a, like a slight drive south, it's there, and it's got a really picturesque backdrop. You've got the you've got the port, you got the water setting. Uh, you know, it's interesting. You don't really think of, you know, the industrial side of Long Beach when you're out here, but when you're here, 
you see it in all its glory. And it's a, it's a pretty good event. I mean, like, I was walking to the paddock this morning back from the media center, and the fan line to get in the place was, was insane. You know, it's like you don't usually see lines like that as uh, people trying to get in. But um, it's a very young, focused series. They really try to get a lot of kids out, a lot of families, and it's, uh, it's a good turnout. I would say uh, that is probably for a four-wheel series, that's probably number one for demographics for advertising, I think, or that to be it's in huge. that aptamone demographic. Huge. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, you know, you, the drivers are young, really, in both the supercars and and in uh, GRC lights. Um, I had a chat with Tanner Faust earlier this week, and he's one of two guys going for the championship. It's either him or Scott Speed for Volkswagen Andretti. There's three other guys eligible. And uh, Faust is basically saying there's a lot of Top Gear fans that, that have seen him from his uh, his TV work mm-hmm. and trying to get people to events that ordinarily wouldn't come to motorsports. You know, there's there's been a couple key key stakeholders from IndyCar here um, besides the ones I mentioned. Um, so it, it it feels like it feels like a bigger weekend. It's my second GRC race this year. I was also at, at uh, New River back in July, and uh, at least this one doesn't have a threat of rain, unlike that one, which was which was a washout. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun, and you know, uh, Dreyer Reinbold has an entry too in that, don't they? They do. Um, they run a two-car GRC Lights program. Um, two young kids, Alex Keys and Cabot Bigham. Uh, that's his actual name. It sounds like a surgeon or, or something else, but uh, <laughs> and they they, they they branded him as Follow the Ham. Uh, he's going for that series championship. But uh, Dennis has the program. He's got Buddy Rice as the program manager. I had a long chat with Buddy this morning, uh, the 2004 Indy 500 champion, of course, who's really found a home over here uh, with with this program. Kind of mentoring the guys, working, you know, leading, overseeing the program, and it's. Uh, Again, it, it's fascinating to see where guys, you know, you don't want to say blast from the past, but, but where they wind up now. And it's uh, it's a lot of familiar faces just wearing different shirts. Is he still wearing a cap with a flat bill? He is. I can confirm the flat bill still exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and the worst kept secret in uh, uh, motorsports was officially announced uh, uh, this week with uh, Joseph Newgarden joining uh, Team Penske in the number two car. Um, and what's interesting the, the most interesting I've, thing I found out was Tim Sendrick's remark where he says, the ball is now in a Montoya's court. Montoya's court. Which yep. meaning that, that he it sounds like he still has an option for an Indy 500 only ride if he wants that. Mm-hmm. Yep, which I don't think he does because I, I've heard Montoya's name in connection with three different teams. And he's going to be motivated as heck to want to come back and prove that this 2016 season was not the, the end of him. You know, he was, I, I think that the, the big thing for me, Jay, man, is that uh, when you look at Newgarden and Penske, Penske secrets don't leak like this. You usually don't have a worst kept secret involving team Penske. It, it's, you know, it's very buttoned up. It's very corporate, but this one, it's like, it's been percolating. And then from Ed Carpenter saying, Oh, he's not going to be back. It's like, okay, well, well when does the next, when does the next few drop? And, you know, for Montoya, he's in a very intriguing position right now because he doesn't want to quit. And, um, but he also, you also don't want to lose the Penske connection if it's, if it's still offered to you. So he's in a really interesting spot right now because I'm not sure, I'm not sure he wants to give up on, on what's, what's to come for him if he was to say take a one year option with a different team. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, and, Trying to keep this a secret was kind of tough because there's so many factors involved. For one, it made a lot of sense. You had people coming off of contracts, people going on of contracts, and there, there's so many factors involved. And the timeline was so stretched out. 
in the old days, you know, you you would hear something, you know, somebody signed a contract, boom, it's done, and we're moving on, and this guy's out, this guy's in. And, and nowadays it just seems like things get, well, spe- particularly in this case, it was kind of stretched out a little further, I think, because of the way some of the contracts are structured, and it, it, it you know, it, it, it's very unpensky like I, I don't think they had if if they if they could control everything like they want to do it would not be, it would not have happened like this I don't think so I just I look back to, to Penske's two most recent signings where you've got Montoya was actually the team announced it directly and it was like oh my gosh goodness you know right. Montoya is uh, he's he's back in IndyCar he's back with Team Penske and it was just boom right and then the Simon Pagano thing came not entirely out of left field but it was kind of in a similar vein whereas this was okay, a guy that's been pretty much Pat Penske perfect is, uh, is set mm-hmm. to go. And, uh, you know, there, there it is. It's out. It's official. Uh, the, the top three in points were Team Penske, and now the guy that finished fourth in points is Team Penske as well, which is just it's incredible to think about that going into 2017, one team has each of the top four drivers on the grid. And the other news, uh, which is finally – which I was kind of 50-50 on if it was going to happen, but it looks like it, it's happening, is uh, Ganassi Racing going over to Honda this year. Next year, I it should is, say. It is for next year. I think they were very clear in noting 2017 first. Um, it doesn't – I get it and I don't on, on two levels because Honda has been at a deficiency with their aero mm-hmm. kit. Some teams, some drivers think their engine's better, but – Here's the thing is you don't really have very many miracle workers in the IndyCar paddock, guys that can turn cars that are not quite there on performance into winners. Ganassi has one in Scott Dixon. You're, you're taking a big risk if you're chip by going to a team or by going to a manufacturer that hasn't had any, you know, same number of wins. I mean, there was only two wins last year to 14 uh, last year. It's a, there's so much switchover. You know, the engines change, the aero kits change, and then we go to a universal kit in 2018. Uh, there's a lot of – you have to think there's a lot of financial equity that, that Honda's put into this to, to get Chip back in their camp. But as, as Chip noted yesterday in the release, they're, the two have a long history together. They've won a number of championships. It's just uh, – it, it's. Uh, I wasn't convinced it was going to happen 100%, but uh, it'll be very interesting to see how it goes. And – for the balance, I guess, we're going to need somebody to go back over to Chevy then. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would I would think there's at least one, possibly two teams that have been linked in connection with, with a switch back because that's four cars you have to, to overcompensate for. And I would think, you know, you could see a two-car team, maybe a one-car team, but I think you'd need or some combination of two one-car teams and a two. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how they play it out because Honda's, now getting a bigger there's also the political ramifications you know michael andretti's team has been so focused on being honda's lead team they want mm-hmm. the 500 for him and now all of a sudden it's like oh wait well we want the indy 500 for you guys and you right. brought chip back in the fold so i don't think he'll take too kindly to that i'd like to track michael down to see if he's got anything to say about that but it might be a uh well, you know, we're working on it, you know, in, in classic Michael form. Uh, you gotta, you gotta respect what, what Michael does, but I, I can't imagine he's he's thrilled with uh, with this news. Well, it kind of makes sense if uh, uh, Foyt went back to Chevy, because Foyt had such strong that in would, the past. That would, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. That's kind of what I'm thinking. If Sato doesn't come back, and and I'm not inclined to think he is, I've just uh, for for more than a month, we've heard at least one. 
possibly both Foyt seats are changing. And I think I think a manufacturer change would, would make a lot of sense for AJ, who initially signed up for Honda a few years ago, and it was kind of like, oh, you would have expected him to go Chevy. So that would be a natural tie-in for all involved. And, and they need the performance uptick themselves because they've just been so inconsistent. You know, some weeks they're they're really good on street courses and the next are qualifying, you know, a, an anonymous 15th to 17th. You know, they need something to make them relevant again. And if they have one or two new drivers, that could that could help spear, spearhead a revolution back at, uh, back at the 14 camp. You're listening to Tony DeZeno on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Uh, Tony, uh, can you hang on uh, through the break here? Yep. Excellent. Uh, you're listening to the uh, final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway, along with the Milwaukee Area and Apple Auto Care Association. They can be found on the web at milwcar.com. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zaki, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association on 105.7 FM, The Fan. And welcome back to the final inspection show brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway Union Grove, Wisconsin. Along with our friends at the Milwaukee Air and Apple Auto Care Association. They can be found on the web at milwcar.com. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline is Tony DeZeno from NBC Sports. What's the latest uh, happening there? Uh, we are through, oh, just on NBCSports.com. Uh, obviously, this weekend we're, we're getting into the final stages of a few seasons, this being the GRC finale, IndyCar's in the books. Uh, F1, of course, is in Japan this weekend in Suzuka. And uh, in two weeks we're in Austin for the uh, U.S. Grand Prix at Circuit of the Americas. So uh, looking forward to being down there for that. That's always a, it's always a big event for the team to, to be there on site. And, uh, you know, it should, should be good stuff. Um, October is always a good month for, for all the season reviews to kind of start rolling out as well. So uh, look out for those in the, uh, the coming days and weeks. I will give uh, Road Indy Champs and uh, more from there. I will give the site credit because I did not hear about this until I was going through it uh, today in which uh, your buddy Luke Smith had this uh, uh, case against the Australians who stripped down at the Malaysian Grand Prix is dismissed. Yep, and and for those who not be aware of uh, Malaysia is a very very strict protective yeah yeah because if I recall it didn't wasn't um, a mechanic or some F one bigwig got arrested actually for dropping a cigarette on the sidewalk last year I think it was or a year before I think I heard Perhaps. something about that I mean it's uh, Malaysia Malaysia of course switched time slots this year it went to being an October Grand Prix after being a uh, a uh, spring Grand Prix for the longest time for about 14 15 years so it's very very restrictive of what they allow and they're very protective about their culture and their sensitivities and and so when when this headline pops up you've got uh, Aussies celebrating in way too uh, way too emphatic a fashion and uh, it kind of raised some eyebrows <laughs> I mean, I could see if they stripped down uh, totally, you know, if they did the full Monty, so to speak, but, you know, it was down in their underwear. I hope they were wearing boxers at least. Now, if they were wearing tidy whities then, then they should have been arrested. But Yeah, uh, you know, get, 
There's <laughs> a nice, nice dash of personality to F1, which, I mean, I feel like, you know, between between that, between Lewis Hamilton's Snapchat, I feel like there's been almost no discussion of the actual <laughs> on-track stuff at the moment. So, fun, fun times in F1 media land. I want to get back to uh, IndyCar. And with uh, Ganassi moving to F1, maybe you can uh, educate us about the, the engine, uh, the engine manufacturers. Does this... Does this make sense financially for Ganassi, you know, with them losing Target? Now you're saying, oh, no, we're fine, we're fine, and everything. But what, does it make but more financial sense for them to switch over to Honda if a, if a manufacturer is pursuing you? I, I, think, that's, I think that's a big reason why, why it happened. I think there's um, – Honda puts a lot of investment into, into IndyCar. It's not, just, it's not just the engines. It's not just the aero kits. But from a marketing perspective, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of print ads. There's a lot of TV ads. There's a lot more, a lot more active exposure. They they take care of media at the track. Um, you know, there's a lot of hospitality going on, and they've had they've had Ganassi in their camp before. So there's a familiarity factor. Um, Scott Dixon, of course, is renowned for his test driving abilities as well as his race driving abilities. You know, you can look to his fuel mileage saving. You know, there's a lot of direct road to or you know race to road technology transfer. And I think that's something that when you look at bringing a team on board, you're looking at not just what they're doing on track, but all the off-track external factors and what, what can add to a program. And, and Honda really hasn't had that uh, for about two or three years. So it's, they've, they've struggled, and I think they want to get back to a proper, you know, they want to get back on Chevrolet's level where they're, they're not just competing for the scraps, but they're, where they're competing for, for more, uh, more wins and more, more marketing exposure. And then, did I hear this right? They're thinking of changing the engine formula too in 2018 to encourage more manufacturers coming in. Um, the big thing is the kit, the new universal kit that comes in in 2018. Uh, there's been a lot of talk for a couple, really a couple months about whether a third OEM will come in in 2018, and it's it's certainly possible. Um, I think there's a lot of a lot of possible positioning by teams to to be on standby or be ready if and when a third one arrives because you figure if a third one arrives they're going to want to do the same thing where they're going to want to come in make a splash get some a big name a marquee team in their camp um it's on the table it's possible but i i don't know if it's as secure as the the uh universal arrow kit changes for 2018 i think there would there would be that would be two major changes in a very short amount of time if they did if they did both uh, a switch from the 2.2 liter V6 twin turbo that is currently there to, to something different. Are we looking at Dale Coyne next year being um, kind of like where they were a couple of years ago with Justin Wilson and that, where mm -hmm. they're really being and could could a manufacturer could them switching to like Chevy that could really put them in a kind of a special place, couldn't it? Dale has a pretty good relationship with Honda. Um, it's interesting. Connor Daly, who, of course, has driven for, for Dale Coyne this year, is out here at, at GRC this weekend, uh, guest of Honda. There's, there's a lot of, again, tie-in around that. Dale does a lot with a little, and that's kind of been his trademark. Um, I'm trying to remember if he's ever driven a Chevy. I feel like he would have had to, maybe a stock block Chevy back in the 80s. Oh, I saw that. Oh, yeah, I remember that old March he was driving. <laughs> yeah, you'd know it better than I would because I had the slight problem of not being born yet. But, but other than that, um, yeah, I just I don't remember Dale having ever been with anything other than a Honda. I mean, I go I go back to the 90s. He was in a Raynard Ford, Lola Ford, but mm -hmm. um, 
I'd like to see that that team does so well to overachieve, and especially once Bourdais is officially confirmed. And you know, with my, my rule of thumb with Coin is you don't actually believe their driver lineup until first practice at St. Pete. But um, him and Craig Hampson provided they're reunited. I mean, that that brings back you know the glory days. I mean, they won right. three or four you know, the four consecutive champ car titles in in two thousand whatever it was four to seven, and so. That combination of a good driver, a good engineer, and a good uh, a good strategy package that can pay dividends. And it, you saw what they were able to do this year on limited resources. Connor was was excellent in race pace, and RC Anderson really came on at the end of the year too in those handful of races. So I like where they're at, and I really like the fact that Dale has just had stuck with it as long as he has. I mean, he's been in the game over 30 years, and you know he shows no signs of slowing down, which which is great because. You need more teams like that. Oh, most definitely. And then hopefully we'll be getting a couple more owners like him coming into the field, hopefully in 2018. Right. But... You hope, you know, the Carlin and Yukos things. I mean, mm-hmm. there's the uh, the Chris Griffiths Memorial Test is this weekend. Um, Osro Dindy Test at IMS. Ed Jones, of course, having won the Dindy Lights title for Carlin. Uh, Carlin going with their next round of testers. There's a, a bit of team and driver movement going on in that. I'll probably focus on doing something on that after the weekend. But, um, you know, those, there needs to be team owners because you look at, like, a Panther, an HGM, a Conquest, the Dragon Racing, which is now in Formula E. You've lost about five or six teams in the last four or five years, and, and you really need to get them back because you've got a glut of talent and you want to see more guys step up, particularly as the old guard starts moving on. Then again, people are like, well, you're not going to say TK or Montoya slow down because they're still, they're still competitive. So, I mean, Elio's finished in the top five. 13 times in points, which is yeah, remarkable considering is. he's never won the championship. So that's that's always a conundrum for IndyCar, isn't it? I mean, trying to get enough of the new breed to get a next generation interested while also maintaining the high-level competitiveness across the board that, that we've seen for, for some time. And, you know, the balance of power is, is really going to shift next year. There's so much change. I mean, you, you just there, there's so many question marks that, like, you know, you're actually going into an off season, and it's not static, and that's and that's very refreshing to it say is. the least. Well, Tony, thank you as always. We appreciate it. we've been talking to Tony DeZeno on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. After 80 years of helping Wisconsin homeowners, Great Midwest Bank knows a thing or two about helping you buy, build, refinance, or renovate. Visit GreatMidwestBank.com. They're ready when you are. Tony, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, sir. And when we come back, we'll be talking to Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. We'll get the latest in Formula One and uh, if he's dried out from uh, Hurricane Michael. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Don't forget, they are still running out there. Want to see some fine drag racing action come on out there? You can even race your own car at Great Lakes Dragway this weekend. And then the upcoming weekends, they'll keep running until the snow flies. So make yeah, get sure out you there. get out there. No Badger game today. Packers play late yeah. tomorrow. You got all weekend. Who knows? Maybe uh, Mitch might be out there in his, uh, what do you got, Nissan Altima? A Sentra. Sentra? Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Lighter faster right 13 inch wheels i don't know (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Might want to find that out before I go drag racing. Let's and let's not forget our friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. They can be found on the web at milwcar.com, and certainly I'd like to thank them for having us uh, hosting uh, uh, the event last weekend at their car care on Highway 100 late, and a lot of fun out uh, out there having uh, me and Sparky out there. So good time, and uh, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank. Bank hotline is uh, Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Welcome to the show, Eddie. Hey, hey guys, how you doing today? Well, the question is, how are you doing now? Now you weren't right in the. You're in Orlando. You're not like right on the beach. But uh, how's the weather down there? I was close enough. Yeah. Um, so how much rain did you get in Orlando? I don't even know what the inches were. I tried to not watch TV. I got uh, sick of listening about the storm but uh jacksonville and uh you know amelia island and that area up there really got hit hard daytona got hit um we were really lucky um and we got a lot of wind a lot of trees down a lot of you know just damage but Mm -hmm. uh, you know they had a curfew in effect yesterday so they did i went yeah yeah yesterday so i went around driving around you know it was great you know (laughs) nobody on the road so it was nice but uh yeah and we made it you know we lucked out again uh-huh. so and i missed the last one when i was in monterey so it's you know i've been on the road six weeks uh so this weekend i got to be home for the hurricane so <laughs> <laughs> it was uh you know we're lucky so when when they were like like the people are evacuating, they were showing. I don't know if that was the the tollway, but they sh- I know they showed one of the 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 three you know three lane highways. They had all six lanes going in one direction. I mean, were you were there like was Orlando like a lot busier because people were evacuating there, or would, did they keep going more well, yeah, further the west? Traffic became bad on actually on Wednesdays. Okay. Uh, you know, the turnpike started getting really busy. People were leaving. Uh-huh. And uh, what was it, Thursday after, uh, Thursday morning, I just made a bolt out, you know, to my neighborhood Lowe's to pick up a few items. And it was like mayhem. You was know, it? People are fighting and arguing over wood. And, you know, people are parked. You know, I mean, it was the gas lines were, you know, still most of the gas stations right around my house when I went out earlier today are out of gas. Wow. So the lines were like an hour and a half, two hours for fuel, you know, just the typical right. people waiting till the last minute and panicking, um, you know, fighting over water. I think I sent you a video. Yeah. I saw that. Miami, and, uh, it's it just crazy. People just, you know, I mean, after living here for 20 years, you think you'd be prepared you know, I mean, like most of these people should be prepared. They right. should already, you know, have a plan in effect, you know. So, but, you know, it was it was fine. It was just windy. I actually slept through it. I slept the best I slept. So, it was, so is it still raining there? Or are you still having some of the bands of, bands of the hurricane no, coming actually, through there? No, it, it broke. It was really, really nice this morning. It was really cool and breezy still a little breezy but today it's just turned out really hot and humid like uh it's like austin texas weather okay today it really got hot and humid and uh i'm sure we'll get some more rain but uh not like anything we had gotten in the last couple days yeah because we had the uh the notre dame uh nc state 
uh, game on the ABC audio video monitors up here, and they were just getting nailed in that first half of that football game. The rain was just coming down. And actually, the water was standing on uh, most areas of the, the field. So they're getting hit and hit now. And, of course, the NASCAR race tonight, the cup race has been postponed until uh, tomorrow. They're going to run both races uh, tomorrow. They're going to run the cup race first. And then they'll run the Xfinity race uh, about a half hour after the cup race. So it'll be interesting to watch those two races tomorrow. Uh, however, we got Formula One news. And, of course, they're in Japan. And uh, one of my one of my favorite tracks. And this is one I would I would put this in the top ten of my uh, for uh, Formula One races I like to watch during the year on TV. Uh, Formula One at Suzuka. And it's uh, uh, just a good time and it's it's a racy track and i just love the one part where they go under it's like an old eight one of those old efx tracks where you got part of it goes under and then it goes over <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's really going to be a, a great race and uh it's going to be an exciting race uh weather's still going to be a factor there as well um possibility of rain to play in the race tomorrow um, we got Nico Rosberg who outqualified Hamilton. Uh, nipped him by just thousands of a second. Two, yeah, I mean, a couple hundredths of a second um, nipped him. And, uh, you know, Ferrari's closer. They're a few tenths off. Vettel will have to take his penalty uh, for spinning out Nico. He gets a three grid spot penalty tomorrow, so which will move. Uh, Max for stopping up to the second row. So it should be an exciting start. Also, uh, the Haas Formula yeah, One big, team had their best, big, yep. um, you know, after being, you know, scrutinized and a lot of complaining going on there. Um, they qualified eighth and tenth, uh, Grosjean and Gutierrez. That was the first time for uh, both teams or both uh, teammates both, both to make the Q3. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, think about it. It's a first-year team. They have 28 points. Uh, you got McLaren, Honda, uh, who did, uh, Jensen Button didn't even get out of qualifying no. one. And uh, Alonzo uh, made it, it, just made it by a hundredth of a second into uh, qualifying two. So, um, you know, to see how they've done this year is just remarkable. Um, and they'll be going head-to-head, I mean, because uh, another small team, Force India, also had a couple cars in P1, So I mean, in qualifying one. So it's really going to be a, a really good race tomorrow, and if there's rain, it's even going to be a more exciting race. Oh, it's certainly that, that'll play into the Red Bull's favor, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do. And then you got Ferrari still kind of flailing around there. And, you know, they were supposed to be the ones that were supposed to be challenging Mercedes this year, and it's been Merce- uh, it's been the Red Bull team that's really stepped up to the plate, you know, with the strength, yeah, especially well, right, after last it, week. You know, I mean, it should, it should be, you know, Ferrari, they're all really close. This has been about the closest they've all been. And uh, there's going to be, you know, you know the old saying, you don't win the race in the first turn, you lose it. Don't be surprised if there's a couple losers. Well, I thought I thought the boys on NBC Sports brought up a good point last uh, last week. And here you got Vettel flailing around, and in front of them are the two Red Bull cars, which you know the, the, the 
you know, he's behind the team he left because Ferrari was supposed to leapfrog over over them, and that hasn't happened yet. So certainly it's got to be frustrating for Vettel in that regard. Oh, I, I'm, yeah, and you can see it by his driving. I mean, yeah. he's, you know, they're between him and Raikkonen, I think they're trying to carry the team on their shoulders. And, you know, uh, as race drivers, it, it's really hard to carry a team you know, especially when you get to the pinnacle of, you know, racing in Formula One. Uh, it's really hard. I mean, these aren't the days of Jill Villeneuve and hang, letting it hang out. There's just so much technical uh, and electronic uh, data and information for these guys, you know, and these cars are so electronic dependent that, uh it makes it a lot harder for them to carry the car. So, yeah. Definitely. Well, it, should, it should be a good race. It's one of those races, if you're a night owl, you can actually watch tonight if you're up to it. I don't know about you guys on the East Coast, but um might might try to stay up for the race, at least watch the beginning of it and maybe finish the second half uh, when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, let's, have, let's hang, hang hold, hold on to you over through the break here, and we'll talk about uh, last weekend's adventures uh, at Road Atlanta when we come back. You're listening to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with our friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. They can be found on the web at milwcar.com. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zaki. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. Yeah, welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Along with our friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. They can be found on the web at milwcar.com. And joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline is Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Eddie, you were down in Road Atlanta last week, and uh, you got one minute. Give us, give us a ten-hour your review of the ten-hour race in one minute. Go. Okay, it was <laughs> a, a great race. Honda and Michael Shank, who we had a, on as a guest earlier this year on the radio show when he was at Road Ed America, won the race. And it was, you know, I mean, it was a fabulous race. I mean, all every points championship went down to the last minute. And also, we, we me and Jack Webster posted a story about Dindo Capello and his nomination to be in the Sebring Hall of Fame. Uh, a lot of people from Wisconsin remember Dindo and him eating bratwurst at Road America when he used to race for Audi up there. And we just wanted to give a hail out to Road America, the Wisconsin fans, because Dindo loves the Wisconsin fans. And uh, that's pretty much it. How's that? That's pretty good. Pretty good. And uh, and for once, the weather was good down there. You guys have had some frustrations with weather and that. that, That was, for 20 years of going to that race, that was the best weather we ever had last weekend at Road Atlanta. It was fabulous. A lot of people there. Um, it, it would be a great destination for, uh, you know, WEC to come to there or Road America. Both those tracks, you know, the fans come to the races for those. Definitely. Okay. They were, Here, here's yeah. a good question for you. When was the last time Alice Cooper played Milwaukee and you weren't up here for the concert? 
uh, the other uh, la- uh, Thursday Well, not night. counting, not counting this week before that. Because I was going to come, but the hurricane was coming, and I couldn't make it. Oh, that's okay. My Steve, my buddy Steve that works for the radio station, couldn't get me any good tickets. No, no. The radio station would go to you for good tickets. Oh, my God. You and Alice are so tight, you know, golfing all the time and hanging out. I know. I know. You guys are tight. I'm I'm so blessed. No, the reason why I didn't come there was I couldn't get front row seats. Yeah, so see, you're really spoiled. Make you feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, children. That's how the one one percenters live, right yeah. there. Yeah, he flies so up glad. here. He flies up here in his private plane. Oh, takes a limo oh, to the concert. Oh, hangs oh. out with Alice. <laughs> no, flies back like, down same night. It's it's, it's yeah. more like I fly up there, sleep in my rental car. Yeah. And it's uh, Eddie's world, and we just live in it. Yeah, right, right. All right, right. it's Formula Formula One time. Uh, give us uh, the the, uh, the winner and a best Mercedes, non-Mercedes car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have two winners. You have the A class and the B class. Uh, I I got to go with Nico. I, he has to win this weekend. This is a must. I mean, everyone's a must for him right now with Lewis, but he's really going to have to, you know, with Lewis's, uh, you know, uh, all his problems that he's had in the last couple of weeks, this is the time to, uh, you know, kick him in the teeth while he's down pretty much. I, th- I and, think so. I, th- I think it, if it re- Nico, yeah, I, I, I agree. Nico in the dry. However, if more than 50% of the race is in the rain, I will go with uh, Verstappen. Yeah. I'll tell you, and I'm going to go with Verstappen. I think he's for for the uh, B team, you know, B race in class, right. I should say. But I, I got to go with him because either he's going to be on fire or, you know, he's not going to finish. But I think he is going to be second place in the podium. How about, how about um, uh, for Charlotte? Who's your pick in the cup race? Uh, I'm going to go with Kyle Busch. He's been kind of quiet this year. Um, I, I, deep down, I, I really am happy for Martin Truex. It couldn't be uh, happening to a better guy than him. So, I mean, but I think it's Kyle Busch's turn. I I kind of like that, but I'm, I think I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Harvick. Hmm. Kevin Kevin Harvick, and then in the in the Xfinity race, I have no idea what's going on there because of I don't know how many Cup drivers are going to be in it or, or what. So uh, okay. we'll, we'll we'll abstain from the Xfinity race because I'll be watching football anyways by that time. Yeah, I, and you know, go Packers, right? <laughs> well, we'll see. And of course, the Packers are playing uh, Sunday night. They're playing New York Giants at Lambeau Field, so. Should be interesting. Hopefully, they can pull off a win there. So, what's the latest at RacingNation.com? You got the Dindle Capello uh, article, and what else? Um, just the final race at, at Petit, Petit Le Mans. Petit and, Le Mans, and they'll be testing in another four weeks. So, so, so what's your next des- destination? Uh, I, I'm going to HSR um, at Sebring. You got, you got, nobody knows what HSR means. I'm sorry, Steve. (laughs) Historic sports car racing, is it? Car racing, yes. That's James Redman. 
James Redman's yeah. organization. And Brian, yes, yeah. and Brian Redman, and they're going to have like old airplanes and cool. and old race cars. Actually, uh, Hans Stuck is going to be there driving the Coca Cola 962 there that he won the race. The old Bob Aiken uh, car, in, correct? Yes, sir. In 1986. Excellent. We'll be driving that car, so it, it should be a pretty cool deal. And then we do have at Daytona the same weekend they have that is right. the uh, Ferrari Challenge. Cool. Uh, well, Eddie, Eddie, we certainly appreciate you coming on the show, uh, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. After 80 years of helping Wisconsin homeowners, Great, Mid- Great Midwest Bank knows a thing or two about helping you buy, build, refinance, or renovate. Visit greatmidwestbank.com. They're ready when you are. We'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.